What is going on, CrossFitters? This is Justin Romare, your host of CBG Radio. Here at Consistency Breeds Growth, we help CrossFitters perform, look, and feel more confident in their own skin without tracking macros. We have a special offer just for you. We can guarantee that you start to look and feel like a CrossFitter in four short weeks or your money back. Ditch the fad diets, quit tracking every gram of food, and let us help you get the results that you deserve without tracking macros. Enjoy the podcast. Science. Coach Justin here, the WAD nutritionist here at Consistency Breeds Growth. We help CrossFitters look, perform, and feel confident without tracking macros. I'm excited to have you guys here today. We have a special guest, uh, Madison Medina, also known as Mad Dog, a coach here at CBG for over a year. She works with a lot of our female CrossFitters out there um, that, uh, you know, go through menopause and different changes in our life and are trying to build new habits to reach their fat loss goals, building better performance. And so she's here with us today to really talk about uh, what self-sabotage looks like and how you can build resiliency in your nutrition as a CrossFitter. Because as most of you know, uh, yeah, we can't just go and do a bunch of workouts and expect results. You know, we also have to get the nutrition in check. So Maddie, what's up? What's going on today? What's up? Nothing much. Just enjoying our, it's been nice in Nashville finally. So enjoying some sun this weekend. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So I know, um, you've had struggles with your nutrition in the past, like trying to get on track. And so those, those struggles have inspired you to now help others. Tell us a little bit about your story with that. Yeah. So I was definitely not going to be a nutrition coach like originally. And it's something that through my own struggles, I eventually was like, dang, if I'm struggling with this, I'm sure a lot of other people are too. Um, and so for me, you know, I grew up in a background of gymnastics and I was always kind of competitive with that, did some cheer, Um, and then from there, I kind of turned to CrossFit. I had no idea how to eat for CrossFit. I was just like living my best life. I was in high school. I didn't even think about food. And then once I started kind of realizing that we did need to eat a lot more as CrossFitters, um, I almost went too far and became like too strict with it. And so that's why resilience is something that's, I really like talking about with my clients, just because I've been in the position where, you know, you mess up, you have a meal off and, you know, it'd be days of me just like beating myself up about one meal or like one cookie or one dessert. And that just, you know, isn't a fun way to live at all. And so that's been something that's really fun to kind of dive into with my clients um, and make sure that they don't go down that same path too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, we don't need to be perfect, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people like when they start something new or they're doing, they feel like they need to uh, they expect perfection from themselves and the decisions that they make. And this causes like a pretty crazy spiral, you know, mm-hmm. what's that movie, the cheer movie, since you said cheerleading, I'm thinking, bring it on. Oh yes. Yeah. So good, dude. Like even <laughs> so the music good. in there, like I just yeah. remember, it, like can play in my head, you know? Oh my gosh. That's yeah. funny. I'm gonna have to go rewatch that. The new cheer documentary on Netflix though. Is really? Like, oh my gosh. It's so good. <laughs> I love oh. it. Yeah. yeah. I got to go watch that. Yeah. Awesome. So look, many clients really self-sabotage because of one meal, right? And so tell us like the mindset that you feel the client is in, how you help that client get out of 
sort of that one meal where they feel like they've been off track and then how to keep them from like, you know, going all over the place after that. Yeah. So I think this is something that we always tell ourselves like, okay, this is the last time I'm ever going to, you know, have like a cookie or a burger or pizza. And then like from here on out, I'm, I'm really going to be perfect. Like I promise this is my last time. Um, and so I know that can kind of lead to this cycle where we're like, okay, this is my last night that I'm not going to be perfect. So I had a pizza shoot. I might as well just finish the whole pizza. All right, let's go, you know, have a couple of drinks with it. And then like really round out the night and have an entire jar of ice cream because like tomorrow I'm perfect. I'm going to be on it. And so it almost like creates this whole mentality of we have our good foods and then our bad foods. And like, as soon as we have a bad food, we've already messed up. It's game over. Like, let's just let it all go. And it really spirals. So something we kind of dive into with my clients is it sounds very opposite, like for a nutrition coach to say, but I actually push them a little bit to like, go have that pizza, go have that ice cream or, you know, something that we don't normally have. Um, And what that does is that kind of takes away this whole mentality of good food and bad food. Like something I always tell my clients is, a cookie is just carbs. Like it's a different form of carbs, but to our body, it's just carbs. Like our body's not that smart. And so what that kind of does is that teaches them to, okay, like I can have a pizza. And then literally the next hour, what I'm going to push them to do is go have their protein shake, like make up the protein that they missed in that meal and have a protein shake. And that super fast, just like cycle of getting their minds back on track really just adds up over time because then, you know, we're having a slice of pizza. Yeah. It might be a little bit over our calories, but that's way less than if we were to go and have like, finish the pizza, have some alcohol, have some dessert. And, you know, even if that's a weekly thing of them pushing themselves, having a treat and they're not perfect on their plan again, like having one piece of pizza each week ends up being a lot less calories than if we, you know, are perfect robots. And then we just like completely go off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. I see like two different paths for uh, people that really struggle with this resiliency concept. The first is people that have a meal where it's more calorically dense, like pizza or cookies or cupcakes. And they immediately go to the mindset, well, this is so good. I'm just going to keep eating all of this. And then tomorrow, yeah, I'm going to be perfect anyways. So it's fine right? I'm just going to eat all of this food, right? That's number one. And then the second is, Hey, I'm eating this pizza. Now I'm eating these cupcakes. Now I'm eating this cake now. And I already messed up. I'm just going to keep messing up the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's kind of that two different, you need to kind of figure out which one you are. And I think either way, like whether we use the uh, the phraseology of good and bad food or more nutrient dense or less nutrient dense. I think people should just keep in perspective. Like, I don't really care which terminology you use. I think for calling things bad foods is really, it doesn't work for a lot of people. And so saying like more nutrient dense, less nutrient dense is, is better for people just to get into a mindset that they need to be in. But just know this, you can have bad foods or less nutrient dense foods, but still have an overall good diet, mm-hmm. right? Like your week yeah. could still be overall good, even though for some of that week you incorporated quote bad foods or less nutrient dense foods, you know? And I think that's a concept that people need to really start getting behind, especially people that are looking for primarily fat loss are doing four to five watts per week 
crushing it at the gym. Some people waking up 5 a.m. on the daily mm-hmm. and it's not getting results. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know? And so just making this little shift and tweak to enjoy the food, be present in the moment with that food, mm-hmm. uh, and then immediately get back to a higher protein meal the next meal. Like you kind of mentioned, that's a really great tip. Have a protein shake after that. Have a high dense, um, you know, calor- not a calorically dense meal, but a, a meal that's high in protein after that, right? Mm-hmm. Make sure the next day, like you make it to the gym and like you push a little bit harder. Your body's going to have some more energy from that, those, that higher, you know, calorie food that you ate. Go for it, you know, use those carbs, right? I think that that makes a lot of sense, you know? Um, and so something else that you really mentioned was, um, you know, people tend to uh, put foods in categories like forbidden foods. And so what happens as a result of people that put a food, let's say, in a, I can't have this category? So something I always like to use with my clients is it's kind of like a teenager, right? So like if you tell a teenager, hey, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, like what are they going to do? They're just going to want it more. So same thing with yeah. like box of Oreos. Like, let's say it's sitting there. Like a lot of my clients are moms. So they all have like fun kid snacks in their house and they'll just stare at the Oreos like every day. And they're like, oh man, you know, I'm, I'm not that person. I'm not going to have an Oreo. That's bad. Then it's Friday night. They've had a long week. All of a sudden they're like, man, those Oreos look good. And they go to have one. And then we get in that mindset of like, dang it, I messed up. Those Oreos are so bad. Shoot. I'm just going to eat the whole box, get them out of my house. And then like, I won't have to look at them tomorrow. They won't be tempting. Um, so again, like super backwards, it seems like as a nutrition coach, but I'll push them and be like, no, go have one Oreo tonight. Like, I don't care. It's not that many calories. It's not going to mess you up. And just getting them in that habit of like having one and like, okay, it was good. It was awesome. But I know tomorrow, if I want another one, they're still going to be my pantry and I can do that without guilt. So trying to take away like all the emotion behind food is huge. Um, And yeah, like mixing it in, you know, like, let's say you had a birthday party, your kid had a birthday party and you have some leftover like cookies or something. Okay. For the next day, you want to have like your high protein snack, have a bowl of Greek yogurt and like crumble that cookie on top. And there's your form of carb and fat with your Greek, Greek yogurt, your form of protein. And boom, that's like a well-balanced meal. And you just had a cookie and you're not feeling bad about it. It's just another form of carb. So I think like adding them in very intentionally um, and just little bits kind of takes away this whole like pedestal of, oh, it's this like grand food that I can't have, which just kind of makes you want it more, honestly. Yeah. The whole off track mentality is a mindset thing, you know? Because like for some of the clients, a lot of the clients we work with at CBG, like we intentionally put together recovery meals Mm -hmm. and like just naming it a recovery meal. This is going to help you recover from the hard workouts that you did this week so that you can keep pushing at the gym. And you're still also going to reach your aesthetic goals of feeling more confident in yourself. Um, Just labeling it a recovery meal and incorporating it into the week is so freeing for people because they can literally have the same meal but if it wasn't incorporated in by their coach or by themselves or part of a plan, they think they totally went off and they're screwed the whole week, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and so just a little bit of science for some people out there, right? I mean, it's, it's not this simple because it's we're not in a vacuum, but, you know, to lose one pound per week, they say it's around 3,500 calories, right? So this is a calorie reduction of 500 per day. 
So if your coach is trying to get you to lose weight, you need to be at 500 calories less than you burn in a typical day. 500 times seven, the whole week is 3,500. That's one pound per week, right? That's in a vacuum. But keep in mind, right, that it's really unlikely that you eat 3,500 calories in one meal. You know, That's like, very impressive. <laughs> yeah, you, that would be like some hot dog eating contests. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like 4th of July hot dog eating, eating contest stuff. 3,500 calories is a lot. That's like three or four Big Macs, you know? And so it's not, it's a physical impossibility for most of us to eat that much in one meal. And so, but what is happening is you can really destroy your deficit if you're doing that Friday and you sabotage, you do it Saturday and you sabotage, you do that Sunday. And so that's why it's so important. This is why, you know, the majority of our clients here at CBG, we're trying to get them back right onto a high protein meal after that recovery meal, right? And it's better to schedule those recovery meals in. It just makes a lot of sense that way. You know, um, so tell me a little bit about Maddie, what you do in terms of like, uh, creating quote, like disruptions and what you do for that and with your clients to be able to avoid. So I'd like to really go through like what, okay, thanks a lot, Justin, but how do I avoid this mindset? Like, how do I avoid this happening to me? I want to go through some like mindset and then also some practical things that people can do. Yeah. So I actually had a client this week text me like, all right, Maddie, I killed it. I've been absolutely hundred percent awesome on my diet. Like I haven't slipped up at all. Every meal has been great. You know, the whole thing. And so my answer was like, awesome. Let's cheat a little bit. Let's add in a recovery meal now. And so I always tell my clients, like my goal for you is not for this to be, you know, a three month crash course diet. Like that's all over the internet. We can do that anywhere. My goal is for you to be in this for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years and really make it a lifestyle change. So, you know, we're not these like perfect robots that we're never going to have like a birthday party or an event or a vacation or, you know, whatever it is, there's always going to be these little things that come up. So we want to very intentionally like add those in while we're working together so that we learn the skills of how to deal with that. So that when they come down, you know, come up down the road, we know how to do that. And also it just helps them not burn out. So if we're like perfect robots for a month, we're going to burn out and go right back to what we were doing. Yeah, we might make a little bit quicker progress, but if that burns out in a month, you know, we really haven't done much. Um, whereas if our progress, let's say, is like a pound slower a month, but then we're doing it for 10, 20 years, look at where we're going to be then versus if we were just perfect for a month. And then in 20 years, we're right back where we were. So practically, like how I tell them to do that is I'll say, all right. So like this lady, for example, I want you to cheat, like go out and have, you know, pizza with your kids on Saturday night. But then what I want us to do is not get back on track on Monday or get back on track. Even the next day, even if you're full and like you're, you know, you've had your pizza, I want you to literally come home and all my clients have a nighttime, like protein shake before bed. Mm -hmm. I want you to come home and like make that protein shake. And even if, you know, it's not necessarily like Yes, hitting your protein is important. That's great. But for me, it's more of a mental thing. Like if I come home after having pizza and I make a protein shake, well, first of all, we're not going for like the cookies or the ice cream because we're already intentionally yeah. having something kind of sweet in the protein shake. But we're also getting in that mindset. Like I know for me, if I, you know, make a protein shake, I just kind of like feel good. I'm like, dang, I'm someone who cares about my nutrition. I really want to see results. Like I'm making a protein shake on a Saturday night after I went up to do pizza. Like who else does that? And that mentally gets you in that little mindset shift. Okay. I dialed it back in. I'm good. 
And then when you wake up Sunday morning, it's like not even an option. Like you went to bed already on track. So you wake up and we're not tempted to under eat, which that's another thing that I've done. And I know a lot of my clients are tempted to do is we eat bad. And then it's like, oh, the next day, I'm just going to try not to eat till like noon. Well, then it comes to noon, we're starving and we binge eat or we, you know, have the entire leftover box of pizza. And so that's also something that we want to avoid. And even if it does end up being a little bit more calories, like I said, that protein shake, we still want to kind of push to have that to where it just resets our body and our mind. And we just jump back on track. We don't try to over restrict and we just, you know, pick up like normal as soon as possible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is a great tip. I think getting right back to something like that, a protein shake and building that habit, like, hey, I had a, uh, you know, a low nutrient dense meal highly with high calories, I'm going to just get right back to drinking my protein shake, you know, so therefore you're back on track already. That was the set point. Boom, you're done. Right. I love that. Um, Yeah, a lot of clients struggle with this, you know, and I think one of the biggest you know, reasons is, and you mentioned a couple of things that I want to go over is because they're tracking macros, like tracking every single thing that they're eating. And then when you go out to eat or you go to a birthday party or this, you're like, I can't track my macros here. How am I going to do that? I can't. And so by default, you're off track, mm-hmm. right? And when you're off track like that, you're like, screw it. And you go into a spiral, right? And so in our program here at CBG, we help CrossFitters reach their goals without tracking macros. And so we put together portion size guidelines and other things uh, called your blueprints, which are scheduled throughout your day based on the physical life that you currently have right now, like legitimately to the T that helps you understand your intake without tracking. And so when you have these recovery meals built in where it's like, hey, you're not tracking this at all, not even the portions, you're just enjoying yourself, you're making sure, because we already know the reality, you're not going to be able to go three, four, five, six months without having a slice of pizza. That's unrealistic, you know? And so planning it in and in moderation is what makes the most sense, you know? And I see so many people um, you know, to be honest, that typically like to cheat on their diet on the weekends and, uh, in different, different times of the week, they're typically not eating enough, mm-hmm. you know? So like, that's very important that you're eating enough because if you're not, of course, like I'll present you guys a scenario, right? Let's say you haven't eaten all day long and there's pizza and salad, right? Automatically you're going to go to the pizza right? Boom. You're going straight for it. The salad might as well be invisible if you haven't eaten all day, right? Of course, you're going to go right to the pizza. Now let's paint another scenario. Let's say you didn't eat all day, or let's say you ate light breakfast, salad for lunch, and then you're presented with salad and pizza again, still likely to go to the pizza. Let's say you had a 500 calorie breakfast with eggs, oatmeal, berries, chopped in your oatmeal. For lunch, you had chicken, green beans, uh, some quinoa rice mixture, like a whole bowl of that. Uh, and then you get home later at night and you're presented with salad or pizza. You're more likely going to pick the salad, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have to understand also the mechanism as to how you're having unplanned, untrained, not scheduled recovery meals. How is that happening? Is it because it's around your house and you're buying it in bulk from Mm -hmm. Sam's or Costco? Is it because you're not eating enough throughout the week? A lot of CrossFitters, I find, they tend to not eat enough throughout the week. 
and they're, oh, I'm so on track. I'm so great, but they're under eating. Right. And then they're doing all these workouts and they're like, I don't feel good in my wads. Like, uh, and I can't lose weight either. And then the weekend comes and they splurge, mm-hmm. right. When they had no workouts. Cause a lot of, we just work out Saturday morning and the rest of Saturday we're off all Sunday we're off. So they're not doing any workouts. So they're literally eating in the majority of the calories in their week when they're not even working out. So they're not even utilizing it. And then they weigh in Monday. And of course they haven't lost weight mm-hmm. and they felt like crap throughout the entire week because their calories were low. And so what you have to do is you have to eat enough throughout the week to mm-hmm. avoid this uh, mechanism of, Hey, I'm just going to eat whatever I want and I'm just going to keep going, you know? Uh, and so that's why I think we help a lot of clients not tracking macros to get there and make it easier because when it's easier, you're more likely to stay consistent. And when you're more likely to stay consistent, you're going to see results, right? That's important. So for you, Maddie, you went over a little bit on how exactly we can get back on track, right? Not on Monday or not the next day, right? Within the next hour, like don't play around, like get back to it, right? And then also, you know, how can we really train our brains to get back on track with this, right? So what is it what are some other resiliency tips that you utilize with your clients to really make sure that like they don't, this happens very infrequently? Yeah. So I think something else, just like a practical example that we always do is I always tell them to like, again, it's all about just taking away the emotion and the guilt. So let's say we're going out to, um, I don't know, like your cousin's little cousin's birthday party. And you know, there's going to be appetizers, there's going to be pizza, there's going to be cake and like maybe some beers or something. I don't know. It's a barbecue. So what we're going to do is again, like I've been in this position, we've all done it. So naturally we'll think, all right, let's just kind of under eat during the day, like save all our calories for the party. Then we won't have to worry about it. We won't feel guilty. It'll be fine. I don't know about you guys, but like, if I go into somewhere hungry, I'm for sure going to eat all the chips Mm. and salsa and then have three pieces of pizza And then maybe have some dessert. You just don't have the same self-control. And that's not, it's not like you're weak. Like it's just, we're human. That's what we do. So I tell them, wake up, have your normal breakfast, have a big lunch. And then again, back to my little protein shake trick, literally in the car on the way, drink protein shake. And you might feel like, Hey, I'm having like too much food right now. This, you know, isn't right. But what that does is then when we get there, we kind of have this little pause of like, okay, I'm going to assess the situation, figure out what I want. And then I always tell my clients, we're going to pick one thing because next week, chances are there's going to be another event. And we're also going to have an opportunity to pick one thing. So it's not like this is the end all be all. Like we have to have everything right now because it's not going to happen again. Like that's just not reality. Um, So if we go in fed, we have that little pause of like, all right, I'm going to survey everything let's say grandma made some like special dessert that she only makes once a year. Okay. Well, for me, I'm for sure going to have grandma's cake. Cause I never get that. So that means now that I'm here fed, I can kind of hold off on the appetizers. I'm not starving. I'm not needing to eat all that. I can build a more balanced plate and kind of maybe go for some higher protein options, load up on some veggies and then use like my one treat as my, you know, my dessert and maybe skip the drinks. Um, then that way next week, let's say there's another party and you really want to have a drink with your friends. Okay. Well, we might skip the dessert, go for like a more healthy plate again and have the alcohol. So it's never the one meal or like the one treat that derails us. It's just when it snowballs, kind of like we were talking about, and we have like 
the dessert and the, you know, the more indulgent dish and then the seconds. And so those are my practical tips of like going in fed and then also picking your like one thing. And that kind of just helps too. you know, once you have that, you don't feel bad about it. You don't feel guilty. And we're not falling into that cycle of like under eating and then just undoing all of our progress with overeating for one event. And, you know, yeah, again, like that might look like a little bit slower progress than if we were perfect for the four months they're in our program. But that's something that these are skills that they're going to walk away with and can keep going with for the next, you know, 30 years. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, going back to the scenario I was presenting earlier where you don't eat all day and then you're presented with the pizza and a salad. Okay. So we went through that scenario. You don't eat, you're going to choose the pizza. You eat a little, you're still going to choose the pizza. If you eat a lot and a protein shake on the way, you're you're less likely to also choose the pizza or have very limited of it. Now let's say you, you wrote down an actual plan that Maddie just described. Like you wrote it down, you journaled about it, you made a plan for this day on Thursday when you know the party's on Friday or Friday when you know the party's on Saturday, even more likely to not go for the pizza. Let's say you hire a coach and you had a meeting with them Thursday before the party on Friday where you actually were on a call with them, on a video call with them, a regular call with them, and went over the plan. You wrote down the plan. You executed the plan. You woke up that day. You had that big breakfast. You also lunch, also had a great lunch drank the protein shake on the way, and then presented with the salad or pizza option. 100% you're going for the salad Mm -hmm. or just a little bit of pizza or some, you see how it starts to sway in the direction of you making a good decision when things line up where you eat enough, you get enough multiple meals throughout the day, not just one meal. You have protein right before, which is super satiating. You have a plan that you wrote down, right? That you said you were going to commit to. And also you have a coach that Uh, helped you design that plan. I mean, it's a no brainer, you know? And so that's why it's so powerful to like understand what the mechanism of a decision is versus like, man, I just made a poor decision. I don't have any motivation. I suck. And I don't know why I can't, you know what I'm saying? Cause that's like what people think, like when they make a bad decision, they're just like, "I, I just have all these cravings. It's my, it's my hormones. I can't control myself. No, it's not that. Everybody else is pretty similar to you. You mm-hmm. just don't, un- you have to figure out the mechanism mm-hmm. that got you to this place where you made this poor decision, you know, and repetitively make the poor decision is really, really the, the problem, you know? And so like, look guys, if you look at some of the most amazing athletes, uh, CrossFit athletes that we work with here at CBG, right? Jesse Smith, Chandler Smith, Sam Quant, Brooke Haas, like all of these professional athletes, they're not eliminating carbs, mm-hmm. right? Like they're not doing that. They're not doing paleo, little starch, nuts and seeds, high, you know, lean protein, uh, little fruit, no sugar. No, they're not doing that. Nobody's no, no high level athletes doing that. They're not eliminating certain food groups, right? They're not intermittent fasting. They're not doing that. They're not doing any of that crap. None of them are doing that these athletes look amazing. So like, why are you trying to resort to things that these amazing athletes that you're trying to mimic and feel more confident, like, and, uh, improve performance wise, like, why are you going to do the complete opposite of what they do or things that they never incorporate into their life? It doesn't make any sense, you know, like try to incorporate things more like, I'm not saying eat exactly as much as Danny Spiegel. 
that's ridiculous, right? You're not training that much. You don't need that much food, right? You need to execute on a plan that makes sense for your body and your training schedule and your training volume and your activity level, right? But also the principles hold true. Danny Spiegel is not like, ill cookies. <laughs> not eating those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she's not doing that. Uh, she's not eliminating foods throughout the day. She's not, not eating at 8 PM. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, oh, at 8 PM, that's when fat gain starts. And at seven fifty nine, it doesn't No, it doesn't make any sense. So eat throughout the day, whatever makes sense for you have a plan, create that plan. And if you want a plan to do that without tracking macros, we're your people, right? Mm-hmm. Here at CBG, we have 10 coaches. We help you look, perform, and feel confident without tracking macros. We're primarily focused on helping CrossFitters lose body fat, build muscle, and of course, crush their watch, which which is wads, which is very specific to that of the CrossFitter. I don't know anybody else out there that's like, I want to crush my workouts and also like beat this person and do this and that, mm-hmm. but also lose body fat. There's no other like recreational thing that that people do. That's like that. It's just not like that anywhere else, you know? And so you have to have an eating plan, um, associated with that. You have to, right. If not, you're going to be on the hamster wheel. You're going to be paying for a CrossFit gym membership for no reason. You're going to be paying for friends. That's cool. Like you want to be in a sorority or a fraternity again, yeah. go for it, pay for your yeah. friends, right. And pay for a CrossFit gym membership. Cause that's all you're paying for. If you're not getting better at CrossFit, crushing your wads, like you want, being more competitive, losing weight, building muscle. If you're not doing any of that stuff, you're paying for friends. Congratulations. You know, like, you know, if that's what you're in it for, then awesome. You know, but I think most of us are not right. Um, Maddie, is there anything else that you wanted to add on resiliency, sabotage, anything like that? Yeah. I mean, just quickly, something I just sent to my clients today actually is there was a little diagram of like a guy holding a massive boulder and then it got smaller and then it got really small. And I think, you know, anytime we make a big lifestyle change like this, and, you know, a lot of your coaches at CBG, like have gone through this, like I've literally been in your shoes and it's a really scary change to like eat enough, eat all day and then go to a party and eat like, what the heck? That's kind of scary. You know, when you're used to just not eating and then hoping for the best and then also the next day, maybe let's like not eat a ton. So that's a big, scary change. But anytime you do that, the more you can do it, especially with nutrition, like the easier it gets. And then you don't even think about it. You don't look back and it's just kind of second nature. So if we can like your first day in a CrossFit gym, that was super scary. That was probably your hardest day, but as you've done it, it's gotten easier. And so that's something I tell my clients is like, it's not going to go perfect the first time. It's going to be really scary, but the more you can do it, you know, the more you'll kind of break free of that cycle and you'll just be so glad that you, you know, actually did. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And just remember guys, like what you're doing right now, if you're listening to this, you're like, man, I want results. I'm struggling to get where I want to be and feel confident in myself and look like I CrossFit. Like I've been trying to look like I CrossFit for the last three to five years and I I just can't do it. You know, Mm -hmm. if that's you, then what you're doing right now is not working, Mm -hmm. right? Like eliminating everything before the party and then going to the party and over like all that, everything that you're doing right now, clearly has not been working for you. And so what's the harm in just trying what me and Maddie have kind of just expressed to you, right? Trying it one time, you know, um, I told somebody the other day on the Facebook group, they were like, I was, they were like, how can I quit drinking alcohol? I said one night on Friday or Saturday, the two days that normally people find themselves drinking, just don't drink that night. 
just like don't drink that night. And then the next day, you're welcome. Yeah. Like you're going to feel amazing. And they they like sent back a thing. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, right. Like they can't do that. And I was like, she's, she, it's not that easy. That's what they said. They said, it's not that easy. I said, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like, it's just, just stop drinking. Stop drinking that night. That's it. Just like, don't drink on Friday night. And slowly but surely you get into like these, build these new habits. It's the same thing with what you're saying, going and eating more throughout the day. Like, it's not that easy. Yes, it is. Just like, do it. Like, just do it one time and then you'll see the benefits from it, you know, and you'll feel much better about yourself. And then before you know it, you do consistently enough, you're going to see results. So Mm -hmm. we're, we're, uh, you know, we're hoping you guys can implement some of these tips around build, building better resiliency, building better habits. A lot of you guys are paying for a CrossFit gym membership, have like-minded coaches that are supporting you on your goals at the CrossFit gym, have other like-minded people with similar goals as you. You have the workout scheduled for you, planned. They take you through the warm-up. The coaches help you scale, all of that. And on the nutrition side, you got nothing. Thinking you can do it on your own, but you got nothing. And so what we do here at CBG is we just come onto the nutrition side so you can actually start getting results. So if that's you, you're listening to this podcast, or you just want to shoot me a DM, shoot me a DM results, and you can work with one of our 10, 10 amazing coaches like Maddie here, and we can get you started. I appreciate you, Maddie, coming on. This was awesome. Thank you. Super fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you guys have any questions, shoot them over. Justin, the Wild Nutritionist. Peace out. <laughs>